so arriving in Bogota, we kind of had a inkling and we kind of knew why this place was famed for getting four seasons in a day. Because on the journey down from Medellin, we'd experienced rain. It looked a bit windy at some point and then sun. What we weren't expecting, which will happen to us at a later date, was sleet and snow. Mm. Four seasons, definitely. But that being said, Bogota is a cultural delight. Uh, it's absolutely delightful place to visit. It's nestled high up in the, uh, I'm just going to say the Andes, uh, you know, certainly in, in a hilly area, might not necessarily be the Andes, but you know, it's, set, it, it's a nice place. Loads to see and do. And what we thought we'd do here was we'd be a little bit more cultural. We didn't really know what to expect from Bogota, apart from loads of different weathers, but we thought we'd have a bit of a museum binge. Uh, so we went around and we, although we stayed in, in and around the old town, which was incredibly pleasant with its colonial charm and architecture, we ended up visiting loads of different buildings. We went on a walking tour. We ended up uh, on a cycling tour as well. The walking tour was cool. Uh, the, visited the Plaza de Bolivar de Bogota, the Catedral Primada de Colombia, uh, the various universidades, universities, and the Central Cultural Habil Garcia Marquez, you know, art museums. Uh, also the incredible Museo del Oro, which is the gold museum. It's about two pounds to get in, and we must have been in there for three or four hours. It's mesmerizing uh, as a place. It's all nice and shiny as well. And you can kind of see why from a European point of view, why, because we have this fascination with gold and silver to an extent, but primarily gold, why once the Europeans found a bit of gold or got told of some gold, you can see why they wanted more. Without a shadow of a doubt, I'm not condoning anything, but that is, you can see why it's just this attraction of this element, this metal is, is, is undeniably brilliant. But the Museo del Oro, if you're ever in uh, Bogota, do go there. The walking tour was, uh, you know, as with any walking tour that we've done before, we went to loads of different places. We then booked on with the same company to do a cycling tour, which would involve going around to, you know, basically things further afield, going into a few markets, trying uh, fruits that were only native to Colombia. The cycling tour lasted half a day and we ended up on the way back after trying various different fruits and bits and bobs, which were yeah, not, not for my liking, but you know, they were good anyway. The last bit of the trip was going through the red light district. It's just one of those things to see. I think there's just this fascination between you know, humans and nakedness and all you know, the lust and all that sort of stuff. Holy cow, I nearly fell off my bike about five times because you're driving up and down, or you're cycling up and down these busy roads. You're cycling up and down these these busy roads. You're not really sure what way to look. And then when you catch someone, you know, not necessarily on the street, but in their, whatever they're doing, or wherever they are, in the shop window as such. When you, whew, I tell you what, some of the, some of the clientele, or sorry, some of the clients, or the uh, people, should we say, were divine beyond belief. I nearly fell off my bike a few times. I'm sure I wasn't the only one. Didn't help there was potholes in the road as well. That was a red light district. But overlooking Bogota itself is uh, Montserrat. It's a hill. Uh, you could call it a mountain, but I'm going to call it a hill anyway. Uh, that overlooks the city of Bogota. And it's it's a cool place to, to see, to go to. 
And we were told by the hostel, and again, well, bang on the same drum, you heed the advice of people in the hostels. They said, when we left, it was sunny. And we left early one morning. And they said, by the way, do take some waterproof clothes when you, when you visit, you will need them. It will more than likely start raining at the top. It's just what happened. We thought nothing of it, but we took the waterproofs anyway. Now, you can walk up to Montserrat. It wasn't too far from the hostel, per se. You could also get a cable car. We thought we'd be, we thought we'd be a bit lazy that we take the cable car up and walk on the way down. We thought that would be the, the easiest thing to do. Queued for the cable car, got the cable car, got to the top. And we got to the top and we've been outside for a couple of minutes. Out of nowhere, it, it becomes immersed after having a quick look down at Bogota itself. It just becomes immersed in fog. And we're thinking it's like a Machu Picchu moment all over again. Just immersed in fog, you can now see nothing. You maybe see a few feet. What are we going to do here? As you know from traveling, if you allow yourself enough time, you're not having to rush around. So we didn't, we grabbed a coffee uh, after finding a coffee house. Uh, we grabbed a coffee on, on top of uh, Montserrat. About half an hour later, the, the fog has started to dissipate. Lovely. But then comes sleet. We definitely were not expecting sleet. Sleet and snow for about an hour. So we're, we're huddled around on the inside. We, we've grabbed another coffee, sod it. You know, we don't want a, anything to do with that. And then after sleet, it's then turned, after the sleet and snow, it's then turned to rain for a little bit. And then out of nowhere, the sun comes out again. I mean, this was all in the space of a couple of hours. And we just stood there, or sat there in this case, at the top of a hill. Luckily, we got a coffee. We're in the little coffee house. We're having a great time. So really, that is four seasons in a day. Absolutely, absolutely mesmerising. And again, the woman at the host, uh, hostel was absolutely spot on. Do take your waterproofs. Heed the advice of people. Do heed the advice. We tried going for a little hike and realised that where the uh, where the path had been soaking wet is probably not the best thing to do. In fact, we were probably a bit daft to actually try and walk the path on the way down, but we did just that. We uh, walked the path on the, on the way down and you know, after having a very good look at Bogota itself, it was yeah, just a lovely, a lovely thing to do for the day, a lovely, a lovely way to spend the morning. And that afternoon, before we, you know, we're going to sort of meander around and not do too much, we headed off to the Museo Nacional de Colombia. Surprise, surprise, that's the National Museum of Colombia. And we just potted around really for a day or two uh, in in Bogota. It's, it's just a, a lovely place to visit. It seems. There's a lot of hustle and bustle. It seems a bit crazy. It seems, you know, completely manic at times. But I think once you've got used to the way things are in Latin America, it, it just it won't take you by surprise. You don't get overawed by it, basically. You always stick to your key things. Look like you know where you're going. Try and locate a few sort of uh, main, not plazas, but um, landmarks. And just look like you know where you're going and learn a bit of the language as well. That always helps when you're trying to have a chat with people. Very pleased to say there is no more bull penis soup in, in Bogota. Definitely no, no bull penis soup. Aaron didn't quite believe it when I told him. But then I showed him the photo that Aidy sent me and he was laughing. That was Bogota done. I must have spent three or four, maybe five nights there. We knew that we, again, we were on a bit of a time frame. Uh, we're in December now, I believe, 
and we knew that we had to get down to Guayaquil in Ecuador to fly out to the Galapagos Islands. We thought about stopping at Cali, but decided the best thing to do would be head back to Quito. Lucky enough, we booked, ironically booked the, the Peruvian bus line uh, to get us back to Quito. And that's what we've done. And this story, as I've said before in, in Property Nomads podcast, so I'm not gonna dive into it too much. Uh, this se- segment of journey was life-changing for one reason, because uh, it's where one of the future misses uh, property nomads podcasts was met people meet on twitter people meet on starbucks wherever uh, my future spouse uh, we met on a bus going from colombia to ecuador that's how cool we are and the reason how we met we first laid eyes on each other uh, was the border crossing between colombia and ecuador now i'm not saying that relations between those countries are frosty but they're not necessarily great or certainly at the time they weren't necessarily great So passport control for Aaron and myself, it might have been the other odd white person on the bus, not an issue. Absolutely fine, easy peasy, straight in the counter, straight out, lovely, wonderful. We got back on the bus and there there was no movement. Um, The fact the driver wasn't even around and about. We left about an hour and nothing happening. So we've got off, we've gone to grab a snack and we saw the driver. We said to the driver, Chief, what's... uh, What's going on here? What you know? This this is a bit weird. He said, "Well, there's issues with passport control. They're not happy with. Um, I think someone on the bus was Venezuelan. Uh, they're not happy with a couple of passports. Uh, we've got people from all different countries here. They're not happy with something or someone. Um, you know, as a bus company, we're not able to leave without them. We have to wait for them. That happen, no matter how long it takes. So we kind of got hands tied behind our back. We're you know a bit pissed off. We want to get to Quito before." You know, the sun goes down because it's always nicer to get to a place when the sun is still up or when it's still light, at least. It just makes it a bit safer, to be fair. Finally, we saw these uh, the, these women get on. And that's when eyes first met. Uh, we, Aaron and I, were joking because we thought that uh, Lorena, that's her name, we thought that it was her that was holding the bus up. Uh, so we didn't have many uh, pleasant words between us. I go, F this and F that and you know blah 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 because uh, we thought it was her that was holding the bus up turns out at a later date we found out it wasn't her that was holding the bus up so uh, apologies finally got over the border crossing finally got into Quito bus station and again this is a route that I'd already done so I wasn't too bothered about this route as such but it's a route I'd already done ended up in Quito the hostel had been booked it's driving down with rain it's pitch black. It was a long walk from the bus station uh, from where the bus dropped us off up into the main terminal, oddly. And we just got a cab and headed off to the hostel. And ironically, uh, this same uh, woman that we'd seen on the bus that we thought was holding the bus up uh, ended up staying in the same hostel as well. And you know, they, they say the rest is history. This The travel section of podcasting is not really about that, but we do get some life experiences every now and then, and I don't think either one of us would have set out on that journey uh, realising that we might end up finding a spouse, uh, a future spouse, on our travels. But that's exactly what happened, and happy days. It's a story to tell many people moving forward. That was Bogota, that was the border crossing, where we're now in Quito, 
Keto turned out to be a lot more fun than I think either of us thought it would be. We'd done a little bit of looking on, on Lonely Planet. We weren't quite sure what to expect, but we always try and stop off at a capital city where we can, purely because you never know what to expect. And if there's going to be an abundance of museums and whatnot, it's more than likely going to be in the capital city. So join us for Quito, Banos, and Guayaquil in the next episode. Hasta luego.